everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. Money never sleeps, but I sleep while making money. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Ooh, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited because this is round two of this episode. So yeah, will we... it be better? I don't know. <laughs> did we fuck up the first time? No, I, I think we did good. Laura liked it, but we had my we had, audio like, bad audio. Um, Technical difficulties, right? Even podcasters. <laughs> Even <laughs> podcasters. Uh, I'm just drinking a Thalasso wrapper, mm. which has a raptor on it, wearing one of those crowns that a philosopher would wear. Yes. And he has both of his claws up in, I don't know, <laughs> rap mode, maybe. In, in clever girl mode? <laughs> yes. Uh, is that a thing? I just... Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, Yes. Um, and it is def- hashtag definitely not gluten free. Okay, from Jersey City, and it's eight percent. And it is a what? What is it kind of beer? Is it Belgian style ale? Nice, nice. Do you That's think it's bad. nice? Do you like the Belgian style? I do like. I do like the Belgian styles. Yes, yes. Right. I like the triples. I like the doubles. I like the quads. The triples. That looks like a. If I had to say that looks like looks like a quad. A quad, Probably. yeah, yeah. What what would make it be a quad? The darkness? Nope. Uh, a little bit. Uh, but the the booze. Mm. Yeah, because they like doubles are pretty light, but they can be dark. Mm. Uh, triples usually end up being lighter, but they're more alcoholic. And then, like quads can kind of be whatever. Mm. From my understanding, from my, you know, they could even be something that you could ride through the forest. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And what you're riding on? You but never, hey, never ridden on a quad before. Oh, yes, I have ridden on. Sorry, the quad sometimes before. <laughs> I'm too clever, even for myself. Uh, yeah, I thought you were doing some sort of like mythological, like riding through the forest on like a unicorn or something. <laughs> a qu- Which could be a name of a beer. <laughs> um. Well, enough about your shit. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am drinking a double dry hopped, uh, Coriolis effect which is a double dry hopped New Zealand style IPA from New Image Brewing. Ooh. Yeah, and it's got two penguins on it or whatever the What does New Zealand is. style mean? Like when, uh, when they New brew Zealand it, hops. it brews in the reverse direction? No. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just say yeah. Uh it's made with New Zealand hops. Ah, cool. So it's an IPA with New Zealand hops. I do, they don't actually don't list on here which hops they use, which kind of is disappointing. It's a whole lot of bullshit. Um but yeah, Galaxy Azaka, Equinox. Uh, You're just like saying words. I don't even. <laughs> yeah, it's just different hop varieties. Uh, anyway, I want to thank Matt Q for our catchphrase today. Money never sleeps, but I sleep while making money. Like mm-hmm. it. Um, so we've done this episode before, but we're talking about, but no one's heard it. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> this so, is the uh, first time that you're hearing it. Second time yeah. doing it. Second time we're doing it. Uh, this is the all weather portfolio and the golden butterfly. And these are, from my understanding and, <laughs> and research that I've done by already doing this, I know that these are two different philosophies when it comes to investing, right? Would you call them philosophies? They're, they're actually specific portfolios. And so okay. the, the onus of the episode is um, we have been not shy about really how we feel about anything, but particularly this year. Um, at end of last year, 
just uh, surfacing indicators and, and things economists are saying about a possible recession. Yeah. Right. Which is scary. Yeah, it is scary. And the one thing that literally everyone asks is what what do I put my money in? Should I put my yeah. money in Betterman now? Should I wait or this or that? And so this is and, and to be honest, like I didn't really have an answer. And so I did some research and Lauren uh-huh. and I talked and I really want to come up with something that we could do going forward that is uh, easy, timeless and will make us not care when we are investing. The two that you found, mm-hmm. did you find other ones that didn't make the list for you? Yeah. So so there are a lot. Well, okay. So here's the thing. There are a ton of really cool portfolio things, and you can get real nerdy about it. And in the show yeah. notes, we're going to have a link to a place that you could literally spend unlimited amount of hours doing this. Mm. But uh, I started with the all-weather portfolio because that's the one that Ray Dalio uses. I, yes. He's obviously my spirit animal. And so mm-hmm. we're going to talk. And he calls it that. The, the, he calls it the all-weather portfolio. Some places online, more like European places, they, they might call it the all-seasons portfolio. Okay. Maybe they don't like the weather. Sure. Um, I mean, I hear it's pretty bad in the UK, but uh, it's, it's all the jokes I got for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo! Um, got him out. And, and in researching it, I found the golden butterfly, which we're going to talk about at the very end. Um, and I think that is what I am going to go with. I found it really appealing. All right. So you want to split this episode up into talking about all weather first, golden butterfly second. Well, I want to talk about the onus of this and, and kind of the reason why you should care. And then we're going to break. And I'm going to tell you exactly what these things are. Okay. And yeah. All right. Why should I give a shit? So. Um, I already know why, but I, <laughs> it's like a leading question or whatever, but lead I need me. Um, look, the recession, you know, is scary, but also I'm kind of, I kind of feel safe right now because mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not an aggressive investor. You know, I, I, but my business kind of depends on the, you know, it would, it would hurt for sure. Well, let me put it to you like this. So, um, the Vanguard total stock market fund which okay. we have talked about a lot, yep. on average, since 1970, has done 7.6% a year, okay. which is great. Yes. However, in its worst year, it has lost 49.3% of the value. Okay. And so that, that's like pretty terrible. And yeah. just the thought of losing half your money in, 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 in a short a year amount of time two, yeah. is yeah. crazy. And scary. Yeah, it make it do things. So the the what I set out to figure out is how to build a portfolio that can do well in all conditions. Even is, is that possible, right? And so the wait, the 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 49%. Do you know when that actually happened? It was actually in, 2008. It, okay. So the most recent recession that we've had. Right. I mean, well, mm. since 1970 that is the worst sure. of the worst. But, right. But we've had others. Yeah. Older. Yeah. You know. But like, yeah. Okay. It was way worse than 2000. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, it's how can we build something that does well in all conditions and then uh, essentially make the the thought of timing the market rather irrelevant. And so, you know, there's there's two main pieces 
to this that matter, which is what will make sense when we talk about the all-weather portfolio and the golden butterfly. So okay. piece one is diversification. And yep. we've beaten that horse to death. And Everybody has. And we will, like- we will beat it. You know, we're just beating the grass, and that's fine because diversification reduces risk without reducing your return. So you could have 100% risk, and maybe, yep. you know, you could bet on black in, uh-huh. you know, in uh, uh, roulette, you know, or like you could do something else that will give you commiserate gains, but not let you lose everything. So that's essentially diversification. You don't only invest in Apple. You you know you invest in the total stock market fund. So it's the economy. You know. Yeah. Um, Apple and Coke and right. whatever else. Yeah. And and, and like Got you know it. and part of it is like uh, at certain points in time, you know, mm-hmm. shipping might be really good, like FedEx and UPS, and maybe killing yeah, logistics. It. Yeah. Yeah. But but maybe the banking industry is doing poorly or tech is doing good and healthcare is doing poorly. And so the idea sure. of diversification is to kind of weed out those issues. Got it. But what we haven't really talked about and what I think is super important is risk weighted return. And this is the idea of earning your return while mm-hmm. like it's basically like the maximum return you can get while taking the least amount of risk possible. And so, okay. So that makes sense. You know, if you were to take in essentially zero risk, you could put your money into a one and a half percent savings account. There is sure. no risk. You will always have that money, but you're going to have a very, very low return. Sure. And as you, you know, take on more risk, you'll have a higher return, but often people are taking on too much risk. It, it, what you're describing kind of sounds like the like a Goldilocks rule, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, you can do a very risky investment and potentially make very high returns, but again, you're risky. Or you can be like zero risk and make very low returns. And we're trying to find that middle sweet spot of high returns or high-ish, medium-ish returns, or at least as high as we can get them for the least amount of risk possible. Right. And and the cool okay. thing is, is like that has been solved for the highest return possible with the lowest risk. And we didn't have to do any work because there are a bunch of really crazy math people that are interested and they've done it all. They've done all the work yeah. for us. They want to make money. So they've, right. they've, they've spent the uh, man hours or whatever, however many hours it took. Like figuring to this it stuff. Out. Figuring this out. And so and, and so, Ray Dalio is one of them. Right. And, and so we're going to talk about his approach in a moment. Sure. But to give you an example. Um, the total stock market fund, like I said, makes 7.6% a year on average since 1970. Yeah. So, and that's generally considered high-ish? That's that's just that's that's the market average. So it's like sure. if you do better than that, you're beating the market. If you do less, sure. you're you're not. Okay. Got and it. but but in one year, you know, it's lost as much as 49.3%. Huge and, loss. Yeah. You know, and and the Imagine that's the year you're retiring. <laughs> right? That's <laughs> like, yeah, fuck. It turns out you're not retiring. Right. And so the long and short of it is it's very volatile. It's up, it's down, extreme in all directions. Mm -hmm. Now, the golden butterfly over that same period of time earned an average of 6.2% a year. So only 1.4% average per year less. So not that much less. However, the worst year, you only lost 10.8%. So, instead of 49%. Instead of 49%. So you are earning almost the exact amount, but taking on a, a, 
magnitudes less risk, mm -hmm. which is where we want to be. Yeah. Now, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You look like you're going to say something. I was, I was going to ask, is this something that, like, what prompted you to, to, to think about this? Because are you thinking about moving in this direction? So Laura and I have some money that mm -hmm. uh, is essentially in cash right now. And it is in cash because my feelings on the market are such that I am unsure of what I want to do. And in lack mm -hmm. of making a decision, I have done nothing. It's hoarding. Yeah. And so this is, you know, and, and then people have been emailing us and I don't know what I want to do. So how could I even say anything? And so this is kind of me figuring You're out what I want to do. Uh, okay. I like that. So you're like, you're, you're basically have this cash sitting there. It's making what, like 1%, whatever on the, if it is even making that. Okay. And you're like, I, people have been asking, what are you going to do with that cash? Well, that's an opportunity fund, right? Mm -hmm. In a sense. Yeah. And you're saying, I'm not sure. Cause I don't know. We're like, we're kind of riding a super high bullish market. I don't like, I, don't I am know. afraid of what's going to happen, but that doesn't mean that I can't you should be being. Yeah. And, and so what I really love about Ray's approach, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, is that it essentially takes into account down markets, up markets, whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so anyways, the, the point being is uh, you should optimize for what you care about. And so this is what I care about. I care about consistency. Um, we are taking on a lot of risk running our own business. And as a result, yeah, uh -huh. I want my investments to not be as risky. I want it to be automated uh, as much as possible. Okay, sure. And I want to be able to withdraw, like follow the 4% rule. It's it's largely been discussed at this point, and not just by us, that mm -hmm. you know the 4% rule is dead. It's maybe the 3.5% rule or less which mm -hmm. is a difference between Laura and I needing to essentially save $2.5 million to retire or $2 million. Do you think your mindset has changed since you've, since now you don't have like a, what, what we, well, I guess what traditionally we call it a secure job mm. or are you just like, is it that, that you've now moved into like, you know, you're, you, you just mentioned that you're, you're an entrepreneur now uh, you run your own business, self-employed risky, much more risky than being at a job, right? Or, or mm -hmm. do you think it's just age? Because those two things happen at the same okay, time. Okay, so so could definitely be age um, as part of it. And I don't think I'm old. I'm 34, so I guess sure. Dep depending on who, how old you are when you you're old listening, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, at Lehman Brothers, you know, uh -huh. went bankrupt. And I became really conscious of how insecure income could be. Mm -hmm. And so long story short, uh, I, I feel like my timeline of life is is battling risk. You know, and as you make more money, you have a greater distance that you can fall. And so it is trying to prevent fail. I spend more time trying to prevent failure in the things that we've built than trying to like make some insane return. And and that's I think be, but because you have an outlet for extreme riskiness, right? It's it's. I think if you were, if you didn't have your own job and you're making your own money that way, I think maybe this all weather portfolio you wouldn't be as interested in because you would be, you know, your job would be essentially safer. Mm -hmm. It would be less risky, and there, and you would want to 
to take risks, you know, naturally, because that's how you are. You are a risk um, tolerant person, right? Was that what they called? Yeah. Like uh, the opposite of risk averse, which I always tend to say, and I know that's incorrect. So risk tolerant. And so like, as an entrepreneur, you're like, I have that. I am risky as shit. Mm-hmm. But now that you've kind of crossed that milestone, it's like, well, I don't want to be as risky with my investments because then then I'm risky in everything that I do. And that's just reckless, I think. Yes. So okay. I would agree. And, and I guess um, I also want to afford myself a traditional retirement if that is where I go. Yeah, and and you are getting older. Whereas, like this same advice or the same like mindset, maybe what wouldn't apply to a twenty two year old person with a job, mm. right? They may want to be incredibly risky with their investments because they're young. They can ride out the the recession. And if you're like twenty five or, or younger, like you should take on an enormous amount of risk because just over thirty years is going to work yeah, out in spades for it's you. Going to compound for you, yeah, totally. So. All right, so this is certainly like not necessarily an age thing, but sort of a mindset thing. And and you know me, like I I am I am a risky person. I am I am I will take risks with money all the all day long, and I have my whole life. I am a entrepreneur. I've taken risks with my jobs before. I'm kind of on the I'm kind of riding the same thing as you. I it's to me, it's not about the risk that I'm super worried about. It's about the automation part. Mm. You know, making it as simple as possible, which is why I've always advocated for betterment or things like that, where you do it. I'm, you know, I look, I know a lot about money. I could certainly run my own portfolio, but I kind of rather work on my things, like what I'm good at, you know, my skill sets. Like, you know, everyone brings certain things to the table. And I guess Uh for me, I. It, largely, I feel that it is my responsibility to to essentially guide you and the people listening, yeah. not into the shitter, right? Okay. Um, and just just real quick to give you an idea mm-hmm. before we before we break, because I know you're like okay. on the cusp. Yeah, uh, I am. I am riding the cusp, baby. Yeah, I just yeah, want to break. Are. I just want to take a break. So, um, talking on the four percent rule, if mm-hmm. you. Uh, just only invested your money in the total stock market funds, you would essentially be able to, and and the, to be real quick about it, the 4% rule, it means that every year you can withdraw 4% of your savings if they're yep. invested and they will last forever. That That's yes. the idea. But if it's a total stock market fund, um, since 1970, it's actually been 3.5% is what you withdraw mm. to, to make it last forever. Because it, it'll yeah. essentially grow. If that was the only thing you had. Right. It, it'll grow sure. as fast as you're withdrawing, essentially. Sure. The golden butterfly um, is 5.3%, which the the difference of 1% for Laura and I Huge. is an enormous amount of money that we'd have to save. So if you can get more consistent, less risky returns, like literally pushes your retirement forward, probably yep. de-stresses you, blah, blah, blah. So- that that's what we were going to talk about after the break. All right, well let's take a break and when we come back, Golden Butterfly, all weather portfolio, totally laid out. Mm. We'll be right back. All right, which one do you want to talk about first? So, let's talk about the all weather portfolio first. This is this is your boy Ray Dalio, your spirit animal. Right. Your lucky charm. 
Me, your God. I have watched like all <laughs> videos with him on the internet. There is literally a 52 minute video with him and Paul Vodker on, on Ray's YouTube channel that um, is slow paced, but I, I still watched it. <laughs> you know, what is he, an economist? Who? Or he's a, he runs a hedge fund, right? Ray? He runs, yeah. Ray runs Bridgewater Capital. It's the, the largest hedge fund in the world. Okay. He essentially predicted 2008 and da 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 da. Yep. He has a book called Principles, which is awesome. Wait, he's not the guy in the in the big short. He's not supposed to be that guy, is it? Mm, no, no, I don't no, think so. I don't okay. think so. Uh, what's his face? His character. I don't. I don't know. Well, he plays the drums. Anyway, I'm no good There's with one. references like that. Did you see? You saw that movie, yes. right? Yeah, I, I think yeah. I saw it like movie's awesome. I enjoyed it. Ugh. Love that movie. So, Ray, uh, essentially Ray Dalio said yeah. that. Yep. Um, once he figured out that he has earned more money than he will ever spend in his lifetime, he needed to create a trust uh, to put that money in, and he needed to invest it in such a way that it didn't depend on him being awesome at investing for it to succeed and you know outlive him. And so yeah. he sat down to figure out how to invest it in such a way that it would stand the test of time. It would do good. He was basically building a perfect portfolio. Right. Something that would do good in all conditions. Okay. And uh, ups and downs. Right. And that's what he means by all weather is so bullish and bears and all that. What shit. he did is he, he, you know, thought about, and he obviously has this awesome team of the smartest people at his hedge fund, you know, helping him. Sure. But uh, he, he broke it down into two things there is growth and there is inflation. And that is really all that matters. Growth is either up or down. Inflation is either up or down, right? Yep. And so that and and the combination of growth being up, inflation being up, growth being up, inflation down. Yeah. That like all those combinations account for all possible scenarios in the market. Okay. And then the the main variable is how they are priced, which is based on market expectations. So if growth is high and the mm -hmm. market expects growth to be high, then those things will be expensive. And if growth, right. you know, if, if the market expects growth to be low, those investments will be cheap, right? So when everyone thinks sure. something's going to happen, it's more expensive because more people invested in it. And so right. these are the variables at play. And mm -hmm. the, he basically made a grid, which has four quadrants. You know, it's rising growth, you know, and it's above expectations or fall in growth, you know, below expectations, rising mm -hmm. inflation, which is above expectations, or falling ex growth, which is below expectations. And and okay. expectations being the line of like zero, essentially. Well, yeah, right. Okay. And so he weighted a portfolio such that whichever quadrant you're in will do well and then the and it's tapered so that it's not so dramatic, you know. In the other ones. Right. Got it. Um, and without like belaboring this audio, which is very difficult to explain, highly recommend you go to the show notes. We have the grid. You'll be able to look at it and understand it in something that would take me like 20 minutes to explain to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as soon as I saw the grid, it made sense to me. Right. And it's basically just an equal. It's a portfolio with equal splits in all of those quadrants. Correct. 25% in each quad quadrant. And, um, the idea in doing something like this, so there's, you know, 
um, the 4% rule. And we could talk about like the worst performance various things can have by year. But mm-hmm. what is really interesting is uh, there's this concept of start date sensitivity where like you could improperly time your investment. For example, buying it when it is at the most expensive and then it loses yep. 49%. And yeah. so given putting all like getting started and investing in 2008. Right. So given, you know, uh, th- these are just numbers and there's a formula sure. that if you're interested, you could go to the show notes and, and dig in. Um, the total stock market fund, Vanguard's total stock market fund has a 33 in terms of start date sensitivity. Like you could literally it's there's it's 33 a times 30, worse than like a 33 out of what? It's, it's just essentially a number, like bigger being bad. I got it. Um, but what's and, the worst? So, so that is the worst. I mean, I mean, the worst oh, is okay. coming up with something that is literally manufactured bad. Like you'd have to. Wow. Like, okay. I don't know. Buying Lehman Brothers stock that was the worst thing you could have done because the they went to right. zero. Right. Right. Um, what do you think their number was? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> okay. not that high then. But right. the, the point being. And a lot of stuff kind of sits in like the 20s range of numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. Raise, uh, all weather portfolio is a 15. And the golden butterfly, okay. which we'll talk about, is a six. And so it's like, wow. It, as you get towards zero, like zero being, it does not matter ever when you buy it. There's never a That's, bad time. Okay. okay. So when you said that to me, the first thing I thought of was I know a lot of people who are older might argue like, ah, it's too late for me to get into investing, right? Mm. Yes, if you're investing in total stock market with a sensitivity number of 33, like, yeah, yeah, you, yes, the the odds of, uh, you know, you investing in 2008 could be detrimental. But if you're older and you want to invest in something that has a six rather than a 33, like, that's a pretty safe bet. With a good return, yeah. So and so, I think that's kind of. I, I'm so I'm so glad you brought that up because um, often, you know, when it's like, what should someone who is older invest in? That tends yeah. to be a less sexy. It's obviously not going to be a very good or well performing sure. investment. And so, so these portfolios are geared extremely well. I mean, they're literally the optimal portfolios for people who are older, but. They also have great performance. So it's not yeah. like Well, you're talking about Ray Dalio, who's like, I'm done earning money. Mm. And I need I want to trust for like so my money lasts forever. Yeah, it's like when you have and so, fifty some odd billion dollars, like you're gonna put a little yeah. bit of thought into how to do it. Sure. Right? You know, yeah, how to how to prolong it without, you know, being risky for the rest of your life. So and and for the rest of his children's life and his children's life and his children's life. Exactly. So right. Um and so and so that is kind of the onus of it. And uh yeah. This is this is the breakdown of like okay. what you would put your money in. Okay. So 30% would be in a domestic total stock market fund. So that so would like be Vanguard. like Vanguard's total stock market. And and if you go to show notes again, um we will literally have tickers for all these things. And that will be would that be like a Betterment? Um so so Betterment invests in the same thing. Um, but, yeah. but not like Betterment. And just but as like, an aside, okay, right. if with Betterment, um, if you have a hundred thousand investor or more, you can essentially create your own portfolio through their software. Uh, so you could take advantage of like tax loss harvesting and da 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 da. 
It's called flexible portfolio. So, so you could execute on these very similar to how we're going to describe with betterment, but you have to have a hundred thousand or more with them. Got it. Um, so 30% domestic total stock market. Yep. 40% long-term bonds, 15% intermediate term. Um, and then it's 7.5% into commodities and 7.5% into gold. And I'm so curious why he, I mean, I guess gold, cause it's a gold, gold standard, right? It's like what money is based well, on or supposedly based on. So, so I think what is really important is to look at how these things perform in, in the various quadrants, right? Because this is the lens that he is looking at it through sure. and Gold tends to be where people flee to when they're very pessimistic about the market and it has an almost exact inverse in performance. So when the stock market is tanking, gold is skyrocketing. And so Do you know of anybody so god, hmm. is that that is so fucking interesting. <laughs> that is so interesting. Can you like that is there, there are graphs over like the history. It's, this is it's almost it's almost like it's funny because I had a, a friend of mine who had gotten advice from her somebody in her family or whatever mm-hmm. about get gold now. You well, when the market's doing like, great, it gold is tanking, and that's so brilliant because it's. I feel like it's such a bad investor mind. Like it's like you know you want to you want to know what bad investing advice looks mm-hmm. like. Somebody telling you to buy gold when the economy is tanking. Right. Well, no. When the economy is tanking, that's a good time. When the economy is doing good. Oh, right. When it's right, exactly. Right. Vice versa. So, like, that is just bad. Like, don't trust that person to give you any more invest investing advice, because it just feels like it's it's a it's a. I think investing advice that's pessimistic and and it's and its scope is, um, hard mm. because it's it's not because it's it's basically the idea of pessimistic investing is all your eggs in one basket, well, just all on the pessimistic I, side. I think you made a really good point in, in that, like, um, it's really, first of all, it's certainly bad advice if you put it all into anything. Of course. But, well, that's what, but that's essentially the advice that I've I've heard people get. It's like, the, no, this is, the, that's where your money should go. That's what our whole economy is backed on. Yeah, well, no, no more is backed on that for, right. for a while. But what I think is worse than that even is taking a stance, is saying, I believe that this is going to happen and investing mm-hmm. based on like, you know, I think the economy is going to tank. Maybe it will. We released episodes sure. based on information that, that, that could allude to that. But sure. And, and I may taper what I do as a result, but I'm not going to bet on that happening because that may happen in three years and I'm going to sure. get eviscerated between now and yeah, then right. by, by essentially right. betting on that. And so, so the, the optimal thing is to essentially not bet on any one outcome right right and, and that's what the all-weather <laughs> like portfolio spread your is. money across the roulette table right right it, only the house doesn't have an advantage <laughs> right like you just kind right, of exactly evenly, and his allocation is essentially 25 percent in each of the four quadrants so regardless of what happens it will do well not as well as a total stock market fund sure but it'll do well so that is the all-weather portfolio now, um, mm-hmm. the golden butterfly, I believe, is an improvement on it, and and I'll I'll, I'll explain. So, Ray's okay. approach is completely agnostic to essentially everything. He's not trying to say the market's going to go up. He's not trying to say it's going to go down. 
There's yep. going to be prosperity, not prosperity. He's just spreading it all across the right. board. And it performs really Equally. well over time because all scenarios happen. Yeah, and he ran this exact thing through model yes he so you watched a video that that i had watched yeah. and, and i think uh-huh. we were gonna clip it in we're not we'll link to it in the show sure. notes. but essentially okay. back tested it across all events some crazy shit that happened in germany and the great depression yep. and yada, yada yada yeah like multiple markets like multiple international markets through like a hundred years right. or something. Like essentially that. monte carlo simulations and that is how he wound up with this formula the got it difference between the all-weather portfolio and the golden butterfly is a golden butterfly skews towards prosperity. And so it it so where Ray takes no bets on anything, essentially, yeah. or he's Kinda evenly distributed. The, road. the golden yeah. butterfly is betting more on prosperity than not yeah. prosperity. So it leans a little more optimistic. It leans optimistically and it and when back tested it, it performs much better because over time in just the world in general there have been more much much more times of prosperity than not times sure. of prosperity. Yes. You know, um and and the reason why I resonate with this is I and while this may not last forever, I personally believe that things will always be better, you know, with rough patches. So yeah, it, it fits more with my mindset. Yes. Um, and so as a result, it, it tends to perform it in almost every metric better than, than raise. But of course you are then placing a bet on like general prosperity. Right. Fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I get, yeah. And so I, I mean, this is so I would lean towards this personally mm-hmm. because I'm a and I'm not to say that this is a riskier thing. I guess it is kind of a riskier I mean, thing. Taking you are a leaning bet towards is risky. Yeah, you're taking what side at least. Right. And I and I tend to lean that way because I will take I just like taking riskier ventures. Mm. And so I'll go, oh, I, I yeah, I do predict personally with no fucking knowledge whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I think things are going to work out. Yeah. You know, always looking the bright side of life. Like th- there are people mentality. who made enormous amounts of money as a result of 2008 and all the terrible things happening. Sure. And that ju- like t- making money on other people's misery. Yeah. just doesn't fit with me. And so I, I it almost yeah. is. I prefer and not that like investing in gold is investing in misery, but, you know, I, I skew more towards the positive. Yeah. And so got it. Again, going to share the breakdown, but the breakdown won't okay. be in the show notes. They're going to be beautiful pictures and graphs and all the links. So you could just on your own. It's going to be beautiful pictures. <laughs> that was my terrible impression of Donald Trump. <laughs> Move on. Um, but it is essentially 20% total stock market. Um, so the, the Vanguard fund, 20% yeah. Small cap. So these are companies that are in the two hundred and fifty million to two billion dollar range. So this is where it kind of differentiates. Really. So already there's ten percent more stock in it than raise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what often happens uh, is a lot of growth comes from small cap companies. These are companies right. that are, you know, once you're in like the one billion dollar range, like you clearly have a formula. 
you know, and mm-hmm. imagine if you yeah. invested in Uber when it was one billion, now it's one hundred and twenty. Apparently, sure. You, there, there's like the bigger companies like Apple and Coca Cola or whatever have like huge buffers. Like they're not going to get hit as hard, right? And right, because they're so they're like they're so big. It's like trying to push over a giant. Where with a small cap company, it's you know, but they're they're easier to tip over, but also could grow really fast, right? And but there's a there's a distinction. So they tend to grow better, and but there is kind of two camps in small cap mm. there is growth and so these are like yep. small companies like focus on hyper growth and then there is value yeah. and value harkens to what warren buffett does where it's like you try and find small companies that are great deals and yes. so a small cap fund a small cap value fund is essentially someone did that for you ah uh, got it so so the difference being 30 percent in the total stock market in Ray's all weather portfolio and in the golden butterfly it's 20 percent in the in the total stock market and then you take that other 10 percent, you put it towards the small cap value and then you add another 10 percent to the small right. cap so, value. so more stocks um yeah more yeah Ray has 55 percent total bonds this one is 40 percent total bonds and so it's 20 because yeah, it's got to take that money from somewhere right? so 20 percent long term 20 percent short term mm-hmm. and instead of commodities uh you know and so ray has we're calling them quote unquote real assets it's a he has 15 percent between commodities yeah. and gold this one is 20 percent just in gold you know it's funny i look at um I look at the differences between the two, and it's like Ray's seems simple when he when you show the graph, when you show the the the, the four quadrants, twenty five percent in each category. But then when it actually comes to the breakdown, it's actually seven point five percent, thirty percent, fifteen percent, whatever. You look at the golden butterfly, while their quadrants don't actually exist, mm. the breakdown is twenty 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 twenty. Yeah, it's like it's it's perfectly like it's it's twenty percent uh total stock, twenty percent small cap, twenty percent long term. Bonds, twenty percent short term bonds, twenty percent gold. And look, there's beauty. Pretty fucking there's simple. Beauty and simplicity, right? They they oh, both. I love simplicity. They both each only contain five things. You know, different breakdowns. Yeah. Um, I will say, the first time we recorded this episode, I after listening to it and kind of following along with this, I you know you're describing it to me. I'm kind of not looking at the notes here mm. because I kind of want to get your. Just, just general uh, ex- explanatoryness to me. Whatever my Andrewness. Anyway, and you're and my aunt, yeah. I'm trying to get the Andrewness deep inside of me. <laughs> okay, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's uh, Day. <laughs> uh, thank you, um, my other lover. Uh, so, w- what I what I like about this. So the first time we recorded this, I was all about the all weather portfolio. Yeah. This time, I'm actually I've been sold on the golden butterfly. You know. Um, it's not by Ray. It certainly skews towards optimism, but uh, it's it's very simply put together, uh, and, yes. it, and it beats just about everything in just about every category, which is like. rather impressive. So there's this there's this website that um, it will be linked to rather frequently in the show notes. It is portfoliocharts.com, and it is a mm-hmm. beautiful website by this engineer who spent an enormous amount. He essentially embedded Excel things onto his website, and he did an insane amount of analysis. Um, and uh, f- what was your question? Wow. 
I didn't have a question. Oh. I was just saying I'm leaning more towards the golden butterfly. Oh, and, and um so so when you go there, uh he, he like ranks like there's like the pinwheel portfolio, Ivy portfolio, blah 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 blah. All the ones, yeah, all the ones that you didn't mention. On the right, show. and you could dig into all of them, but but the golden butterfly sure. beats like almost everything and everything. I don't know. And this guy created that. He created this model. Through like he essentially created a thing to measure on a, a million different attributes all of these famous portfolios and in doing the math and putting all this stuff wow. together was able to discover this. So what do you so what do you lean towards? In terms of what? Like of, of which one are you gonna do? So I'm I'm gonna go with the golden butterfly. Yeah. When are you starting that? Um that's a good question. I think probably <laughs> when the show notes are done, because then I'll have figured all the funds out that need to go okay. into each piece. Um, there you go. But the, the goal of Laura and I, we're, we're still early in 2019. We need to yep. make meaningful, consistent contributions to investments. To something. Yep. And not hoard the cash. Right. And so it is going to be kind of the unloading of the cash into something that I... That is safe and long-term. Right. That I feel is... But has good returns. Right. And that if things were to tank uh essentially accounts for things tanking and you haven't decided what you're going to use technology wise to do this um i have not i, I to be honest i may just do it in fidelity um and just mm -hmm. buy the tickers that I'll, i'm going to list on the site got it all right cool well uh do you have anything else that you want to add to this um that, that's all. But if you have any like uh, questions, doubts, concerns, you think yeah. I'm like completely wrong, you have like better information, email us. Um, I love mm -hmm. that stuff. I eat it up. And if if you have something good, we, we tend to do episodes off of that. So let me know. Yeah. And any any other questions or topics you'd like to talk about, just email us with some money matters at gmail.com. That's what we'll yeah. do. And if you miss anything in this episode, we'll have everything in the show notes. You're going to be putting that together. It's going to be huge. 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 Uh, there we go. Either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. Please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And if you love your friends, tell them about us. Point them to your favorite episodes, maybe this one, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber too. All of the tools and resources that we normally mention on the show and did mention on this show will be available and are always available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. Uh, that's it, ma'am. Feel good? Yeah. I hope All the right. audio works. Later, bud. <laughs> yeah, later. later. Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>